This episode is brought to you by my wonderful patrons. Thank you so much to my patrons. They make this podcast possible and also very fun to do because we are able to interact on a private discord where we can talk, discuss topics, and just in general help each other collect the things that we want. So thank you so much to everyone who participates there. I couldn't appreciate you more. This episode is also brought to you by myself. If you haven't already heard, I've been working on a passion project called Cardfolio. It's going to be an app that'll let you scan your cards onto your phone and add them to your virtual binder. Your virtual binder allows you to keep track of not only what you own, but you'll also be able to keep track of what you need. Are you chasing a shadowless master set? If so, Cardfolio will be able to help you keep track of your progress towards your goal so that it makes it easier to achieve it. Cardfolio doesn't just catalog your collection and manage your collecting goals, it will also allow you to see your collection like an actual investment portfolio. This means you'll be able to see how much your collection is worth, how that value has changed over time, and how your collection value breaks down by item type. For example, how much do you have in raw cards versus slab cards versus sealed items? If all of this sounds like an app you would like to download, then join my early access waiting list. I'll keep you updated with app progress, mockups, and when it's available, early beta access. So it'll be fun and it'll be great. The link for the early access waiting list will be in the description below. So go ahead and sign up if that's something that you're interested in. Hello, my friends, and welcome to season three of the Geeked Out Collecting Podcast, where we apply financial and investing principles to our favorite hobby collectibles like Pokemon, Magic the Gathering, comic books, Fortnite cards, you name it, we talk about it all. Thank you so much for being here. I am your host, Jess. So let's get started with collecting things that we love like damn adults. Here's today's episode. everyone this is Jess from geeked out collecting I am your host today and I'm doing a sort of new thing I'm actually doing a solo live episode I figured hey you know if I'm gonna spend time recording this I might as well make it live so that's what we're doing today I'm gonna do a better job of announcing these types of things um and what I might do is when I do them I might do them on Friday and then drop the actual podcast episode on Saturday which is typically what I do I haven't fully decided but Let me know what you think. If you want to see the lives, when you want to see them, uh, let me know. But anyways, thank you so much, guys. I appreciate y'all being on today with me. So today, we're going to do something similar to what we did last week. So I'm going to go over some current events. I'm going to revisit a little bit of the TCG segment that we had last week on Flesh and Blood and talk about some lies. So there's a few things that I need to clear up from the last episode. I'll go through again what I've been buying because I'm always buying always everything. And then I have a few announcements. So anyways, to get started, I mean, this was from earlier this week. Everyone's been talking about this guy spending $57,000 on what might have been a first edition Charizard, definitely some kind of Charizard card. But you know, this person used federal funds. Well, uh, 
a loan, a federal loan to small businesses negatively impacted by COVID, I believe. And he used those funds to buy Pokemon. A Pokemon card is what it seems. So crazy. I'm not surprised because people are just doing strange things. A definite misuse of funds from that sense. But anyways, I know some people have been talking about, you know, how like the numbers lined up to, I think it might have been a PWCC auction for a Charizard. But it was definitely a Charizard. <laughs> so anyways, oh, that's crazy. I, I, I want people to be smart so they don't go to jail because they bought a Pokemon card with money they shouldn't have spent a Pokemon card on. Anyways, some more Pokemon news. It looks like the Fusion Strike pre-release product is being delayed in some areas. It looks like right now it's behind a week in UK. Technically, it's supposed to come out today. And I haven't heard anything in particular with the releases being gone in a lot of different places, but apparently it was supposed to be a little bit behind for UK. So I guess keeping an eye out for that on my UK peeps. Another thing that also happened earlier this week, Flesh and Blood, they announced that they were going to stop printing Crucible of War which is really interesting, right? Because last week I talked about how unlimited printings, um, boxes of sets, they were pretty much printed to demand for years. So however much people wanted, they were just going to continually print. And they announced the opposite for this. Why did that happen? Well, uh, doing some research. And what I can do is I can put some links to the actual announcements from uh, Legend Story Studios and the actual announcement on Twitter. Yeah, this set, Crucible of War wasn't a main set. It was actually supposed to and always a supplemental set. And there's some documentation that they put out that it was supposed to be a supplemental set. And apparently it was supposed to also come out in three waves. So I guess that last wave has arrived and they're no longer going to print. I know a lot of people are mad about that because it, to them in their minds, it wasn't necessarily clear that it was going to be a supplemental set that was going to be technically limited printing. And they're, I don't know if that's necessarily rightful criticism or not. I don't know how impactful those cards are going to be to decks. I don't, I don't know if that's the case. I mean... That it is what it is. They're they're not gonna print anymore. I mean, they're doing a lot for gamers, I think. So I think for the most part I still hold them positively. But yeah. I, I don't have any Crucible of War booster sets, but now I kinda wanna grab some unlimited just to add to my deck. I've, I'm working on two decks right now and I'm trying to figure out what sets I can get those cards from that I'm missing. So I, I don't have a full set yet, but I'm working on it. Anyways, Crucible of War wasn't supposed to be like a Tales of Aria, for example. Tales of Aria is a main set. Crucible of War is a supplemental. So anyways, that looks like that's all we have for some immediate news. So what I want to do now is kind of switch segments to TCG lies or flesh and blood lies. Just because last week I talked about flesh and blood and there were a few things that I got in there wrong or slash wanted to give a little more clarification on. And what I'll do in this episode as well, I'm going to put links to all of the reference documentation that I use to inform me on some of these things. So one of the things that I did mention was that flesh and blood is definitely can be a very complicated game to play, right? So if you're just wanting to sit back and chill and relax, that's really not the kind of game that you'll get. But the one thing that I didn't say was that there's different kinds of games that you can play that could potentially appeal to many kinds of, you know, gamers, whether you're more casual or whether you want something more in-depth. There are options for you to play. I still haven't played any of these, but I'm hoping to, once I get these decks created and built, I'll actually start playing. So the first play style, which is a faster play style, is the Blitz. So, you know, you play with a young hero. Your deck is about 40 cards. Uh, typically, you start with 20 life. Uh, you have a two-card limit, but you can play 
multiple versions of a card. So the red version, the yellow version, the blue version, which gives you, you know, six total for a card. And typically it's the best best of one or best of three. So they, they, these games tend to run a little bit faster. So if you're looking for something a little bit casual, that, that might uh, tickle your fancy. You also have the classic game mode. So that's going to be what you would typically expect. It's going to be the adult version of your hero. You start with 40 life. It requires 80 cards. Your hero equipment cards and deck cards. You have to, however, present the 60 cards, right? That's a little new to me. So hopefully when I start playing, I'll understand a little bit better. But these games are going to be longer and they're going to be more taxing is uh, what I've been told. And typically you play this best of one unless you have many hours of time to, to, to blow and play the game. So the next game style is Ultimate Pit, which is a multiplayer game. Sounds really interesting. So you can play as many people as you want. The rules are more like suggestions is what I've read. So it can definitely be really casual as well. You'll have a 80 deck pull and you play 60 cards, but you typically use young heroes with this versus the adult version of your heroes in classic. You can only attack or target heroes to your immediate left or right and only defend yourself. So interesting. And then the goal is just to be the last one standing. So another interesting play style. I think I would have a lot of fun with that one. And then uh, last but not least, you know, you have the draft and sealed style game. So you'll play with a 30 card deck. You can use, you'll use a uh, young hero and weapons cards of your choice for you know either format sealed you'll construct your deck out of six packs draft you start with three packs and draft by taking a card from your first pack and passing it to the player on your left and uh, normal deck construction rules apply so you can't play warrior cards in a ninja deck and the hero you choose will dictate which cards are legal in your deck you don't have if you don't have enough cards present then you're able to play the uh Cracked bauble, is that how you say that? And you can add any number of that into your deck. So anyways, very cool stuff. Uh, one of the things I was reading is, okay, so, well, you know, how do you pick a format? How do you choose what to play if you've never played before? And formats seem to me to fall into on a spectrum from casual to robust. So ultimate pit is going to be on the casual end and classic constructed is going to be more on the robust side. So it, it kind of depends what you're looking for. But, you know, of course, I've been told Blitz is a great place to start. And that's probably what I'll play. I have to make sure that I have an actual Blitz deck built. So, you know, stick with what's fun and, and give everything a go. And if you don't like certain game modes, then don't play it. So anyways, as far as other Flesh and Blood stuff, too, for some reason last week, I kept on saying it launched in 2020, but it actually launched in October 2019. So... SMH. And then also when it comes to, you know, the note I mentioned about Rudy from Alpha Investment scamming flesh and blood promos. Yeah, he did make a lot of money on that sale. I mean, I was going to participate if I was liquid enough to buy a promo just because why the fuck not? I thought it was really cool. But the one thing to keep in mind that I think one of the reasons why I'm fine with this situation where, you know, he's the only one that gets this particular promo to sell at whatever price he wants is because these cards were not like playable cards they're promo cards in the sense that they were just art they had no play functionality behind them so it's not like the rudy's patrons have access to cards that will completely help you know demolish other players while playing the game and give complete unfair advantages you know so i think that's a little bit of a different situation if that was the case if the games were playable but these are purely collectible so i think i think it's a little different there since he's been with flesh and blood i think since the beginning and kind of you know risk and put chance behind flesh and blood it just sounds like they wanted to you know collaborate and, and sort of repay him for 
you know, his loyalty. So I don't know. That, those are my personal thoughts on it. If you have other opinions, I'm curious to know and we can start a discussion on it because maybe there's something that I'm missing. So, but anyways, on to what I've been buying. And what I've been buying is Celebration ETBs. I actually, earlier this week, ordered a case. So hopefully it'll come in, you know, I don't know, sometime early next week. I'm really hoping. And what I want to do is I'm probably going to crack them all. Well, a, a large amount. I'll probably crack a large amount. So be on the lookout for, uh, you know, just rip nights because that's hella fun but the other thing too is uh you know one of the reasons why i also bought a whole bunch of etbs i wanted to learn the set and get to know the you know get a feel for the cards you know have my own assessment on it which i might you know talk about at some point but what i also wanted to do is for the month of november i wanted to go ahead and do at least one giveaway so i figured hey let's do a giveaway with the celebrations etb since some people have been having trouble finding that at msrp i didn't even get it at msrp price so I know I'm a really stubborn person, but for what it was worth, it wasn't a bad idea at the time. So yeah, announcement. I'm going to be doing a giveaway this November. Once I actually get the ETBs in, I'll be providing more details on Instagram. I'll probably do a cross-platform giveaway. So YouTube, Instagram, things like that. So anyways, be on the lookout for that. That's going to be really fun. I don't know how many I'll give away. I know I'll at least give away one. And maybe what I'll also do too is do a free unboxing or box break. <laughs> So this is just for fun, you know, just to get, you know, give back to the community that's been sticking with me through this year. I mean, of course, you know, ever since I've been here. So anyways, this is just me trying to come up with fun things to do for you guys. Another big announcement that I wanted to bring up and, you know, I don't know if I'll ramble and, and go down my soapbox on this. I might. But another announcement is I am working on building a thing, a tool that will allow collectors will give collectors, I'm hoping it gives collectors a chance to actually buy a collectible item before it gets sold out very quickly on online. Because that happens all the time, right? You know, pre-orders for like the ultra premium boxes for celebrations, you know, that shit went by quickly before you were able to get them at MSRP. I, I heard a story of a, you know, a GameStop, they got two boxes of the ultra premium and the employee and the manager both scalped it and you know kept it to themselves so that they could buy it at msrp and then them flip it for the 300 plus dollars that they're going for right now so those are really frustrating i mean you know I, I don't think anyone other than scalpers can disagree with that statement but just because that's something that can happen i still think you know I, I'm, I'm i'm very unwilling to accept like well you know it is what it is like i'm gonna be frustrated about it and i'm gonna try and do something about it. And so this is my attempt to do something about it. I'm building a tool that can help people get notified when something is actually available to buy online. So hopefully they can beat out bots. Now, granted, you know, there are bots out there that will scrape and then order the item right away. So literally things can go by, you know, in a flash of an eye, even before you can actually press the refresh button. So that's, that's an issue. It might not always help, but at the very least, it hopefully gives you a better chance because what we've been seeing lately is users complain about, I think it might've been on not just the Pokemon Center website, but a few other ones as well where users are going in and refreshing the page to see if something is now available for purchase and then they get flagged as a bot by the website and then the website restricts their access and then they're not able to buy the thing. So what I'm hoping to do is, is I'm hoping to cut down the friction so that collectors can 
hopefully level the playing field. So right now, right now I'm still working through the tool. And what I want to do is I want to test it with the Fortnite Series 3 Hobby Box. So essentially what I'll do is I'm going to be pretty much running this thing in the background. And once I get a notification, my plan is to immediately start sending out emails to people. So if you want to get an email notification of when that item drops for Fortnite, uh, series three hobby box on Panini's website right now. What I'll do is I'll put a link to that mailing list just so that I can notify you everyone in bulk that I was just thinking that would be the easiest way for me to reach out to everyone and let them know. I'll also go ahead and make an actual Instagram post too. But for everyone who wants to be specifically notified by email, that is what I'm planning to do. I want to hopefully expand this right to other Pokemon items or other TCG items that this could be really helpful for. So what I would say is is DM me and let me know what things you want to be notified of that's available for purchase when it becomes available, right? And what I'm thinking about doing as well is because, you know, email isn't really real time. And sometimes it's a matter of moments that you have in terms of a buying window. So I'm thinking about potentially expanding this into something that can email, uh, that can actually SMS you know, actually send you a text message. So, you know, I'm not too sure if if I'll move forward with that just because there's cost behind it. And really what I'm doing with this is I'm creating, you know, scalping software so that collectors can use scalping software for free. I mean, this is not meant to be something that is like, you know, um, purchasable service. This is not meant to be hidden behind a paywall. This is giving everyone a chance. So, you know, if you're a scalper and you join this mailing list, I can't do anything about you being on there because I don't actually know that you're a scalper. So, you know, and there's nothing I can do about that. But I at least want to give people a chance to, you know, buy the things that they like. So if you want to, again, if you want to get notification for Fortnite Series 3 Hobby Box, let me know. Fill out that form. I just need your name and your email. That's it. Boom. And then you're done. If this experiment works and it, and it turns out amazing and it's actually helpful and useful for people, then I want to expand it out to other things. So in the meantime, I'd be curious. I want to do a little bit more information on the other things that you might be interested in. So just you know, hit me up on Instagram and I will start looking into that. So anyways, this was a pretty short one. This is, this is not normal. This feels weird. <laughs> WTF. But I'll go ahead and keep it short because that's kind of all I have planned for now. So anyways, I've had a lot of announcements. I've rambled a little bit, but yeah, I hope at the very least everything that I'm doing is, is helpful for you guys. So if you have any suggestions of anything else in general, just let me know. I'd be, um, I'd be open to helping out the community. So thank you so much. I appreciate you being here and thank you so much. Take it easy.